Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Come on, side, 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 side. Ed Lover here, and today's Come On Sunday podcast sponsor is Universal Pictures Candyman. Filmmaker Nia DaCosta directs a terrifying fresh take on a blood-chilling urban legend, Candyman. Candyman is produced by Oscar winner Jordan Peele. The legend of Candyman is, if you say his name five times in a mirror, he appears in reflection and kills you. As Chicago Cabrini Green neighborhood deals with being gentrified beyond recognition, visual artist Anthony McCoy, played by Yaya Abdul-Martin, unknowingly opens the door to a complex past exposing the horrific true story of Candyman. A terrifying wave of violence is unleashed as Anthony's own sanity unravels, putting him on a collision course with destiny. Candyman stars Yaya Abdul-Mateen, Tiana Paris, Nathan Stewart Jarrett, and Coleman Domingo. On August 27th, I dare you to say it, Candyman, 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 in theaters August 27th. Come on, side, side. Sup, y'all? Ed Lover, come on, son, the podcast. Overseen by the late, great Jack. Y'all know who I'm talking about, Combat Jack. This episode is dedicated to one of my favorite MCs of all time. The one and only Darkman X, DMX. And I'm going to give DMX his flowers. I'm going to thank y'all so much for the love y'all showed on the Flowers episode for Russell Simmons. It was one of my highest rated podcasts of all time, and I hope that the folks that listen to the Russell Simmons will listen to this one about DMX. DMX, God rest his soul, touched hip-hop like only few MCs have ever touched hip-hop. In the annals of all great hip-hop, there are only a few people that can honestly say that from the beginning of their first album, they touch hip-hop in a special way. If I'd had to go back, I would absolutely say it was Boogie Down Productions' first album. Rapper's Delight as a single, not an album. Africa Bambada and the Soul Sonic Force, Planet Rock, single, not, not, not the album. No album at that time. I don't even think they ever made an album. 
Um, Curtis Blows, of course, first couple of singles. Album we really wasn't crazy about, but the first couple of singles, definitely. LL Cool J, From the Rip, first single and album, From the Rip. Run DMC, early singles, first album, From the Rip. Change hip-hop. You could say same thing with Big. You could say, you can't say Tupac. Because later on, Tupac became that famous. Because when I was rocking with Tupac, y'all wasn't really checking for him until after Juice. And his first album, y'all, as Jay-Z would say, y'all lamed out on his first album. Y'all lamed out on Jay-Z's first album, too. Nas Illmatic, Absolute Game Changer. Eric B. and Rakim, first album, Absolute Game Changer. Big Daddy Kane, Game Changer. I mean, things that shook the world. You, you got to understand what I'm talking about. Like UGK and uh, Ghetto Boys shook the world, right? So many other people. Um, Ice Cube's first solo album shook the world. NWA's first album shook the world. DMX's first album is Dark and Hell is Hot. Shook the entire foundation of hip-hop as we know it. Everybody had their eyes on DMX, Dark Man X. First single, Get At Me, Dog. Shot in a Tunnel. Tunnel was grimy. Tunnel was gritty. It was right up DMX's alleyway. Shook everything up, y'all. Did not like that single. I ain't like the single. I ain't like the single for one reason and one reason only. I did not understand what it was from the perspective of the beat. I remember when MC Light did a diss record against Antoinette because Antoinette had beats that were similar to hers. And there's a famous line that if you're a real hip-hop head and you're old enough or whatever, if you study hip-hop and you know Light's background and battling with Antoinette, you know the line, beat, bite, dope style, take her, tell you to your face, you ain't nothing but a faker. You didn't take the same beat that somebody had used and used it again. The beat for... Get At Me, Dog is the same exact beat that a few years earlier EPMD had used for Get Off get off the Bozak or Get the Bozak. So Bozak was in the title of the song, and I remember the beat. That's the same exact beat. So when I heard the beat, when Michael Kaiser brought the record up to Hot 97 and played it for me, and I heard that beat, and I heard Get At Me, Dog, and I heard the barking and all that, what the deal? We had Snoop Dogg already. What are you barking for, homie? Like, are you trying to be like Snoop Dogg? We had Tim Dogg, you know, already. Who, of course, Tim Dogg wasn't, but it was still a dog. We still had the dog shit. I felt like Snoop had the dog shit sewn, that, sewn up. It was, that was his lane. Why are you jumping in his lane? Plus, now you biting the same fucking beat that EPMD used. Like, who's this dude not feeling this fucking song? We had a... Ikaza told me I was dead ass wrong. Now, and he was right. And I'm going to tell you how I knew he was right. We had a basketball team called the Hot 97 Hot Shots. And the basketball team was comprised mainly of those of us who were on the radio station, the jocks and, you know, people in the office. And we sucked. We sucked fucking ass. And everywhere we went, we would get our ass kicked because... Whoever knew they were playing the Hot 97 Hot Shots, they was playing the high school, they would bring former high school guys, they would bring guys that played in, you know, 
fucking AAU, and they were just destroying us, and I got tired of it. As a coach, I put together a team of dudes from the fucking Rucker that I know could ball, and we start busting niggas' ass. So we have a game in Yonkers at Yonkers High School, and I cannot remember who the DJ was at the time. At halftime, the first record he plays is Get At Me, Dog, and the entire fucking gymnasium goes fucking crazy. Then I hear it again in Brooklyn. They go crazy. I hear it in my in my hood in Queens, in Jersey. They're going fucking crazy on a record that I slept on. Slept on that record, y'all. Crazy. The album comes out, and to this day, it's one of my favorite albums of all time. There's no record on that album that I skip. It's every record is a perfect record on that album that goes with DMX's voice. My favorite record on Dark and, and Hell is Hot is Fucking With D. So y'all niggas mine. Fucking with me. I bet nobody ever told you about fucking with D. Stuck in the tree is what you would be. Like a cat and I'm the dog at the bottom. Looking up. Now what's that? Your worst nightmare is I take it right there. You got niggas coming where they at right where. I make them like air. Bloom. Y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't give a fuck about y'all niggas because y'all ain't killing nothing. Skits were on point. Recipes Ice Pick who was my man who was heavily involved in that. Fucking album was fire, dog. It's just it ain't it ain't it ain't no two ways about that album being fire. It is no no discrepancy about DMX coming in and making his mark in hip hop. There's no fucking way he didn't put Rough Riders, Swiss Beats on the map. The locks get on the map because of fucking X, yo. Eve is on the map because of X. Drag On is on the map because of X. We even heard of Jin because of X. Because if it wasn't for the success of X, would we really have heard of Rough Riders? I mean, they go hand in hand. They believed in DMX when nobody believed in DMX. When DMX had a single out and the shit wasn't popping, they stayed with him and believed in DMX. Earl Simmons. Shout out to Tashira. Shout out to his family, his friends, his kids. Shout out to everybody, man. Everybody. The whole fucking family. Tashira, all the sisters. Y'all know I love y'all. All, we've been friends for a long ass time, dog. The first time I ever interviewed the dog on the radio, he came up to High 97. I had came out the bathroom. The nigga had three pit bulls running around the station off the chain and he had control of all three of these pit bulls and especially Boomer. Boomer was his heart. Boomer was his soul. He had Boomer tattooed across his back. Rumor has it is Boomer was the dog that when DMX was in the streets, he used to rob niggas with a dog, with Boomer. Boomer was a dog that he found in the yard and he took it when he was homeless walking around the streets. He been through a lot of trauma in his life. A whole lot of shit in his life. But through his talent and through his belief in God, he made it. He made it. He's a worldwide phenomenon and one of the dopest MCs 
to ever step on the mic. And definitely one of the top five of his era. There's no doubt about it. Now, I know I heard a lot of people say that X rule cats like that, all of them came after Pac and Biggie was dead and who would have made it and who wouldn't have made it. I'm quite sure that there's certain people that wouldn't have been superstars had them two dudes live, but they didn't. And that's just the way of the world, unfortunately. But I believe that X was so special that he would have made his mark regardless because not only was he a dope at making records and making songs, not only was his voice unique as a motherfucker, not only was his perspective unique and very similar to Pac, but in two different ways. Pac was a revolutionary dude, and he still wanted to make his records like I get around and every little place I go. I see the same hoes and... You know, to a hip-hop, the, the record he made with Snoop and all the other, you know, records he made, made some. But he was always the one that made records about loving black women and, and, and being black revolutionary and keep your head up and dear mama and Brenda's got a baby and, and shit like that. That was Pac, revolutionary but still street. X was God-fearing and still street. X gave you the streets, but he gave you the belief in Jesus and God at the same time. And nobody had touched it like that before. Nobody was praying on the end of records. Nobody but DMX, yo. And and it is what it is. Nobody did that but DMX, and y'all know that. So let me give you the Wikipedia rundown on DMX. Earl Simmons. December 18th, 1970 to April 9th, 2021. Known by stage name, DMX, Darkman X. African-American rapper, songwriter, and actor. Don't forget about how dope he was as an actor, okay? We'll talk about that too. He began rapping in the early 1990s and released his debut album, It's Dark and Hell is Hot, in 1998 to both critical acclaim and commercial success, selling 251,000 copies in the first week. DMX released his best-selling album, and then there was X in 99, which included the hit single Party Up, Hot in Here. That's pretty much the one all the white people know. His 2003 singles, Where the Hood At and X Gonna Give It To You, were also commercially successful. First artist to debut an album at number one five times in a row on the Billboard 200 charts. Overall, DMX sold over 74 million records worldwide. Featured in such films as Belly, Romeo Must Die, Exit Wolves, Crater to the Grave, and Last Hour. 2060 starred in reality TV series DMX Soul of a Man. It's primarily aired on the BT cable network. 2003 published a book of his memoirs entitled E.A.R. Earl, um, E-A-R-L, Earl, the autobiography of DMX. He was hospitalized in 2021 due to a cocaine-induced heart attack, never regained count. Um, consciousness and died a, a week later off the same thing that he just couldn't shake for his whole life and that was cocaine and drugs he went in he came out he went in he came out but no matter what it was no matter what his demons were he was still DMX the last album Exodus that came out after he passed away that he was already completing Featuring Jay-Z, Nas, the Griselda joint I love so much that he did. 
I mean, DMX, man, that, 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 what, what can you say about X, man? I have so many opportunities that I interviewed DMX to talk about his music and talk about his life on the radio, experiences with DMX off the radio. Um, DMX was a one of a kind, man. He, he, he was a one of a kind. You know what, Krista? Right now, let's play a little bit of the song that put DMX on the map. This is Get At Me, Dog. Where my dog's at? Where must I go through to show you shit is real? And I ain't really never gave a fuck how niggas feel. Rob and I still, cause I want to, cause I have to. And don't make me show you with the Mac. If you don't know by now, then you slip. I'm on some bullshit that's got me jacking niggas flip. Let my man in them stay pretty, but I'm gonna stay shitty. Cruddy, it's all for the money. Is you with me? Get the bitches, and I'll commit the crime. And when it's on, we transform like Optimus Prime. Out on the head, roll out, let's make it happen. We ain't gon' get it with this, we'll take it cap Bussin' off, dustin' off, the softest niggas Money with the biggest mouth, yo, let's off this nigga Come on, this nigga, never made a sound Breathe too fucking hard and he didn't bust down Yeah, 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 niggas wanna be killers Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas wanna kill us Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas want the ring Get at me, dog. With the dirt Yeah, niggas wanna be killers Get at me, dog. Yeah, niggas wanna kill us Get at me, dog. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Do you listen to DMX now? He says shit that you could never get away with now. You couldn't even say, I don't even think you could say gay in a record right now in a derogatory manner. You know, but then in 1998, in the back is your ass face down lucky that you're breathing but you're dead from the waist down fuck was on your mind talking that shit that you be talking and i bet you never i bet you wish you never got hit because you be walking man 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 dmx boy rough rugged and raw baby the infamous dmx the infamous battle before his first record ever came out. The infamous battle where he battled Jay-Z in the pool hall. Check it out. Yo, moves is made, niggas is paid, that's just how it is. When my time is up, I'm gonna be out with them, but you gotta live. I mean, day by day, ain't nothing sweet about it. Act like you don't know what I'm saying, you read about it. Feel the war like an armadillo, smoking your ass with two through the pillow. My shit is brilliant, manic depressive, and my head hurts. Yo, give me your dough and your hoe in here. Take these phones, hot things, I got things. That make niggas spin, put niggas in the wind When you never see niggas again I bless a nigga with stitches but thin tight And a straight razor will put pinstripes across your windpipe <laughs> <laughs> Yo, 
right. Start off my day in a mock and blunt. And I miss my gun. I'm mocked and blunt, but not these days, cause it's no longer fun. I am way worse than a banger. With eight bullets left in the chain. Can't imagine the danger. You done got these bow ties hanging. We're strange to get I got high control. You think I don't get tempted? Doesn't be alive for Joe. You can't hold it outside opposition. Got stress on my mind, but I got inside opposition. Coming from my own kind. We walk in peace, but don't provoke us. We fight with those who fight with us, and we die in the one. You niggas ought to be glad. Oh, she got hold of us. Cause if it was for that man, there'd be no controlling us. His body lay in red warm. Twisted and broken poses, blood puzzles, soaking his clothing. Look like Moses. Spilling Moses, and Moses couldn't save him. We leaving the way we can. Assalamualaikum. Here's a little bit of DMX. And Irv Gotti, who was there. Listen to Irv Gotti and DMX when he was on Rap Fix with Sway, talking about his disdain and dislike early in his career for Jay-Z and Rockefeller. Check it out. You know, uh, when we hear you talk, man, we forget, I think a lot of people forget how much of a beast you've been as an MC. Uh, from the early days <laughs> to now, people that, forget that's the plan. that you that's was knocking plan. blocks off and, and I still am. And you're I still, still am. battling. I still am. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot well, of footage. It's not much of a battle it. anymore. But, but you yeah, know. It's not much yeah. you know, to battle anymore. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to beast on dead soldiers. But, yeah. you, know, uh-huh. yeah, but, yeah. you know, I'm still a warrior. You're still a warrior. I'm still a warrior. Um, I recently, uh, well, not too long ago, we had Irv Gotti. He came up here and he yeah. talked about, you know, some of the early days of Rough Rider and, yeah. and Rockefeller and, yeah. and the relationship <laughs> of him producing, the relationship between you and Jay, competitive, competitively, you know, what the relationship was like. Um, and he brought a lot of insight to that because you guys were the top. Well, you were the top. right At that time, you were out selling everybody. Yeah, well, before I even sold the record, even, he, he was like, you know, um, um, from the beginning, uh-huh. you know, love job. That was my man. That was, that, was, that was my little man, you know what I'm saying? Good. Didn't have a problem with him because, you know, he, we, we, we didn't have any battle-type issues. Uh-huh. Jay had the battle issues. Mm-hmm. I mean, and, and that's what that's what you know, like like you know, sports teams. And, you know, yeah. when when you're playing another team, you know, you're, you're not gonna like them. Not, mm-hmm. That doesn't mean that you want them dead or you you, mm-hmm. you wanna you mean any physical harm to them. It mm-hmm. wasn't that type of thing. Like I understood, you know, and embraced what rap is mm-hmm. was. I mean, like I, I I didn't like them. Because we battled, <laughs> and that, that's all it was. That's all it was. I, I didn't want to. I said I didn't mean him any harm. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know him enough to not really like him. Yeah. But I didn't. I didn't want to be his friend. Mm-hmm. It was that type of thing. And we trying to bring us together. I'm like, nah. Yeah. Nah. I, like, I, you know, mm-hmm. I, ain't, I ain't with that. I mean, and you know, it's by going through that that when we finally came around to being cordial, mm-hmm. you know, came around to you know being cool, mm-hmm. that. We earned each other's friendship. Wow. Like, that dude was a phenomenon, man. He was a fucking phenomenon. Come on, yo. You think DMX, you got to think Belly. You got to think, you know, you got to think the movies, Romeo Must Die. Remember, he did the joint with Aaliyah. God rest her soul, too. Another bright, super shining star of this music business. That we had, and to think that X didn't even get on the scene to the late 90s, y'all. The late 90s. You know, we, we consider the 90s like the greatest, greatest 
creative space of hip-hop ever, and this dude didn't even come to the late 90s. Like, Jay came before him, Pac was before him, Big was before him, N.W.A. was before him, Cube was before him, Nas was before him. All these great artists that came out before X, and he came out and just took over shit, son. Like, he came out, it was just like, wow, who the fuck is this dude from Yonkers, New York, home of the brave, killing shit, killing shit. A little snippet of the joint, Krista, that he did with Aaliyah, just a little bit. Oh, boy, I know you got to do what you do. That's what I'm talking about, man. DMX. I can't talk about DMX the way a lot of people can talk about DMX. So I went to YouTube and I found different artists. Nori, I think Ja Rule is in there. Talking about DMX, man. Y'all recognize the voices. Fat Joe, ill DMX story. Listen to some of the artists like Snoop and... Other people talk about DMX. Obviously, uh, the, uh, the great DMX uh, sadly passed away on Friday. Uh, I know you worked with him. Um, uh, last thing I saw, you guys were doing the versus uh, battle. What, um, what, what did it mean to you to share the stage with him? It meant the world because it, it, gave, it gave the world a chance to see two dogs that naturally loved each other, celebrating each other in the name of hip-hop. Um, you've seen a lot of you know, interaction between me and him engaging in our songs. You've seen a lot of conversations and a lot of love, and we, we had God in the building with us that night. And, and that makes me feel good about DMX's transition to know that he's off to a better place and he's finally got his angel wings. Yeah. When did you, uh, when did you first meet him? Do you remember? At a concert at Javarga Square, 19, I think it was like 90, 94. Yeah. And then uh, we went back to the studio after that. But that was the first time I actually met DMX. What, what, came, what comes to mind when you think about that, that night? 
he brought up a story that was so 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 deep and instrumental to to our relationship. He was like, when he first met me, I was like away from him, and he was saying, "What's happening? What's up?" And I was like, "Get at me, dog!" And he was like, "I took that and I made that into my song, Get at me, dog, because the way you got at me and said that, I was like, that's slick." So that night inspired him to create that song, Get At Me, Dog, which was one of his, you know, biggest hood records that he put out. Oh, my gosh. Uh, I, I appreciate you talking to uh, us about this. I know uh, it just happened, so uh, uh, thank you very much for doing that, and we're going to miss him. It's hip-hop, Jimmy. This is what we do. We keep hip-hop alive. Legends never die. They souls will continue to, you know, bless the world, and he was a great, you know, spirit to the world. He always looked out for everybody. He always prayed for everybody, so now we can... Uh, Finally said he got his angel wings and he's off to a better place. Come on, son, son. That's my brother. We did a great movie together. And on that movie, he was just rising up as a star. His first album didn't even come out yet, but he knew his journey was starting. We stood outside the Tunnel nightclub about to shoot a scene and he looked at me and tears in his eyes because he knew about the journey he was about to embark on becoming a hip hop icon. I wanna say my condolences to my brother DMX family, to all his beautiful kids, to Yonkers, to Rough Riders, Swiss Beats, D, why Eve locks the whole family drag on everybody? I said my peace, love. That was L. More flowers with about DMX and the life of DMX is coming up right here on Come On Son, the podcast. Come on, son, son. Listen up, y'all. Whether you're gonna hit the beach in Jamaica like me. Or you just running outside to try to stay in shape because you are tired of being in the house. A pair of Raycon wireless earbuds in your ears makes all the difference. You get crisp, powerful beats at half the price of other premium audio brands. Raycons look great and they feel even better. They come in a range of cool colors and with customizable gel tips included for a comfortable in-ear fit. Raycons are built to go wherever you go with a quick and seamless Bluetooth pairing and a compact charging case. You need to have your Raycons. Listen, that 24-hour battery life saved me. I'm flying all over the place. I was on a flight the other day. I had them Raycons in, and I did not hear little Charlie behind me making all that noise. And when I'm working out, I always got them on. It's a must-have for your daily grind. If you're going back into the office and you got to take the bus or you got to take the train, you need to have these earbuds in your ears. These Raycons are everything. Take it from me. I ain't telling y'all no lie. Listen up. Raycons are offering 15% off all their products for my listeners, and here's what you got to do to get it. Go to buyraycon.com slash edlover. Buyraycon.com slash edlover. You'll get 15% off your entire Raycon order, and it's such a good deal, you want to grab yourself a second pair. That's 15% off at buyraycon.com slash edlover. That's buyraycon, R-A-Y-C-O-N dot com slash edlover. Buyraycon.com slash edlover. Get your Raycon earbuds. I swear by mine. Come on, 
Sad, 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 sad. Yeah, man. What was the... Well, I guess you would... Before I ask that question, I guess we all know the answer to that, but sometimes you wonder to yourself, how can a guy that was so huge rock all stadiums and all of that, man? Like, how could he fall apart? Like, what was the demise? I mean, all the... The, the driving without a license, suspended license. Why wasn't he a better father? All the people that were stealing from DMX, all the child support drama that he went through, all the drama with his kids that he went through. Why wasn't he a better person? I, DMX is not here to answer for himself, and I'm not here to assume or speculate why DMX had the demons that he had. But we all know he had a substance abuse problem. We know that for a fact. Matter of fact, here's DMX talking about how his mentor tricked him into smoking crack cocaine. Take a listen. But this guy, man, this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy, he introduced me to what would be the best part of my life, which would be the rap. But he also, at the end of my life, is blessed with the curse. And the curse aspect of it was, um, like I said, I was, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't smoke cigarettes, I didn't smoke weed, I didn't, I didn't do, I didn't do anything. I'm 14 years old, and um, me and my man went to a robbery one night, and it was his birthday, and we came back, we we spent the money. I said, hey, you know, take this, go get something. Nice for your birthday, whatever. Hmm. So he came back with a blunt rolled up, and as I'm counting the money, he likes the blunt. And I said, I, I was impressed. Oh, like, I, I don't really smoke, nigga. Fuck out of here. And he passed the ball around, and, um, wow. Mm. Mm. And I hit the blood, and I'm like, like, I was no longer focused on the money. It, 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 I never felt like this, like, it, it just fucked me up. I'm like, the fuck? And, um, I later found out that he, uh, he laced the blood with, with, with the crack. Mm. My thing, why would you do that to a child? Right. And this nigga, he like, he like, like 30, you know what I'm saying? And he, and he knew how I looked up to him. Yeah. Mm. He knew how I looked up to him, you know what I'm saying? And like, why would you do that to somebody who looks up to you like this? You know what I mean? That's crazy right now. Somebody that you looked up to tricked you into smoking crack cocaine and you got addicted to crack cocaine. So his number one demon that clouded his mind, even though he was a man of God and loved God, was DMX smoking crack cocaine, yo. That, that's crazy. When you think about DMX, you think about so many people that are kind of attached to DMX at the hip, like you think about Eve and you definitely think about the locks. You think about Jadakiss and Styles P and... Even though they did records with Biggie before, you know, when they was on Bad Boy, before they was with Rough Riders, <coughs> excuse me, you still think about Jada Kiss and the Locks and DMX, man, because they were really, really close. DMX was that dude, man. One of the all-time greats of hip-hop, man. All the children, all the drama, all the music, all the stuff that DMX gave us was always... Incredible, but one of the most incredible moments DMX ever gave us, I think, was his Woodstock performance. He went to Woodstock and he tore Woodstock down. Check this out. 
Dude, DMX was that dude, yo. And one of the guys that I have the pleasure of being on the same station with right here in uh, in Chicago, 104.3 Jams, is the only one, one and only DJ nonstop. And I did an interview with nonstop. He was DMX's DJ for 17 plus years. I think it was 17 and a half. He was X's DJ up until the day he died. 17 and a half years of with X being his DJ, man. And I asked him, and I'll give y'all the entire interview with, with Nonstop at a different time, but I asked him, how does he think that DMX would, would, be, want, would want to be remembered for somebody that was that close to DMX? And this is what Nonstop had to say. He, get, he was a man of God, never, he was a never true man of God. And I want to leave you with this, Ed. Because this is what made me cry the morning that I found out he had the um, heart attack, okay? So my brother passed away, I told you. Um, I walked around this lake around here in the suburbs when my brother passed because he used to, you know, like nature. So I decided everybody was texting me and paging me or um, um, DMing me. They wanted to know what happened to X and I didn't want to talk, right? So I said, I'm going to go to this lake. I'm going to sit down. And I took a picture, this picture right here. I don't know if you can see it. Yeah. Okay. I put those prayer hands and I let the people know I'm praying. You pray. Stop texting me. Stop sending me messages. I'm hurting. But I wasn't crying yet. And I was mad at myself because I was like, man, I like I was worried about my future first. And I started feeling selfish. So I turned around to take a picture of the sun because I'm like, that's positive energy. And as soon as I saw the picture after I took it, I started crying. I said, really? And I started crying. This was the picture I took. Wow. And that was right. Can you see it? Yeah. There's an X behind that sun. Yeah, so there's an X behind that sun. And it's right in the center. Yeah. You can't drive perfect enough to get that center. And that I said, really? Because I knew he was talking to me or it was God telling me he's coming home. And I just lost it. And this was the morning after. He didn't die till Friday. And my birthday was that Monday. Wow. So I was messed up the whole weekend. But that X gave me a little bit of comfort. And I knew knew he was going with God. I think DMX was... An amazing, amazing individual. He was just incredibly funny at times. I think a lot of people didn't know how funny X was. I remember X telling me the story about uh, one of his most famous and iconic 
songs, what they really want. And he was telling me I, he had the track and I, I did the song. And, uh, you know, the song was dope, but I took it to Def Jam, but wasn't nobody on it. And Def Jam decided they want somebody to sing on it, so they tell me, ask me what I want Cisco. And I didn't know about Cisco because he was, you know, I thought he was, you know what I'm saying? So I didn't really want the nigga on the song, but, you know, he went in the studio. I wasn't there with the nigga, and he cut the track. And after he cut the track, I heard the song, and I still wasn't sure because, you know, the nigga is kind of, you know, so I didn't want the nigga on the song. So I played the song for a couple of bitches, and the bitches really loved the song. They thought Cisco was dope on it. Then it came time to do the video. So I'm like, I got the nigga, but I'm not doing the video with the nigga. He be flipping, he be gyrating, he be doing all kinds of shit. So, you know, I had to listen to Def Jam. They gave me some more money, and I put the nigga in the video. And this shit is one of my biggest songs I ever did. I'm, I'm glad I put the nigga in it, but I wasn't sure, Ed. You know, I'm a, I'm a jail nigga. I've been in jail. I'm a street nigga. You can't associate with niggas like that. You know what I'm saying? I didn't, I didn't want my reputation, but, you know, niggas like the song. And the song was crazy. And and DMX would just always tell you some crazy stories like that. You always you can hear all of these artists, um, all their actualities talking about X Man, um, and good, bad, or indifferent. X was who he was, yo. He was who he was, you know. And that's what we loved about him. You know, a lot of artists out there are not who they supposed to or who they portray to be dmx was authentic dmx was the real deal he really was very very special to hip-hop there was none before him and there will be none after him he's a special person in hip-hop if you ever seen the rough riders chronicles on bet check that out you know i mean i could have hollered at Tashira and had her on and talk about, you know, their love. Funny story about DMX. DMX had Tashira in the studio with me. And he said, yo, Ed, we was in there, and uh, we was, music was playing, so we was talking. He looks at Tashira and said, yo, Ed, the first night I ever met my wife, I told her I loved her. The first night, right, baby? And she was like, yeah, you did. He said, I said that to get the pussy, but then I realized that I really did love her. But I still got the pussy. And then he jumped up and just deeply kissed the shit out of Tashira. I never forget that shit as long as I live. She was fucking hilarious, yo. DMX was some kind of character, yo. One of one, without the shadow of a doubt. One of one. So different, so real, so compelling, so torn. And it's a damn shame that we didn't give an opportunity we didn't, as a hip-hop culture, to give everybody their flowers properly while they're alive. So, DMX, we love you, and we miss you, and I give you your flowers, bro. I, Ed Lover, hereby give DMX his flowers because he deserves it. One of the greatest of all time, DMX. Catch y'all next time, man. Come on, son. Get the fuck out of here with that bullshit. Love you, X. Out.
This episode of Come On Son, the podcast is being brought to you by Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. No, I'm only playing. <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> nah. Y'all keep going first. Everything else will fall into place. We'll talk at y'all next week, man. Y'all know what it is. Come on, son. This episode of Come On Son, the podcast is produced and engineered by co-executive producers Krista Hayes and Kimana Paulus in downtown Chicago. This is an official Loudspeakers Network podcast. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.